Christmas, and welcome to the Neil World Order Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this lovely Christmas night. Uh, I hope everyone had a great Christmas. I uh, got everything you and yours uh, had hoped for. Got to spend time with your peeps. Um, good Christmas here. Um, very fortunate. I know I say that a lot. Um, we keep it pretty simple uh, around the holidays. Uh, this morning it was you know my wife, um, my daughter, and the dogs. Uh, all three of them and us did our gift giving and present opening. <laughs> a lot of presents under the tree this year. It was it was pretty awesome. Um, my daughter surprised me, and um, it's official. And you'll all have to refer to me as Lord Neil going forward. I am the owner of uh, five square feet of land in Scotland, which. Um, Per the documentation and paperwork I received, makes me an official lord. So I'm no longer just Neil, I'm Lord Neil. And as such, I will expect to be addressed as such. Um, it's a pretty awesome feeling, you know. I feel like this is something I was destined to achieve. No, in all honesty, it's awesome. Um, my daughter, as you can see, has a great sense of humor. Uh, like me, I'm very fortunate that she took that part of my personality and <laughs> didn't get that from her mother. Um, her, to further prove my point, um, the other gift she got me is a t-shirt and on the t-shirt it says, my other shirt is at your mom's house. Um, if you know my daughter, her answer to pretty much any question you ask her is your mom, regardless of what said question it is or how urgent or important the answer is, 99% of the time her answer will be your mom. Or if you ask anyone else a question and she is in the vicinity, the answer will be your mom. Um, the real MVP always spoils me, my wife. Um, you know, it was really nice. It was quiet Christmas. Um, our in-laws came over uh, midday, uh, we had lasagna. Obviously, we're not doing the traditional stuff. We do lasagna at Thanksgiving, lasagna at Christmas. My wife makes the best lasagna in the world. It's it's freaking amazing. Um, we had some great desserts, a little bit of wine, watched the uh, Packer game. You know, for the second week in a row, it seems like they tried to lose, but we'll take the win. And with Arizona losing, it keeps us uh, well ahead as the number one seed in the NFC, which still means we're going to lose in the playoffs and not get to the Super Bowl. But I digress. Ah, speaking of great gifts, my whiskey tonight is brought to you by my friend Brandon and the Tennessee Shine Company. Brandon surprised me. This was awesome. Uh, would have been yesterday. My wife was here. I was uh, out delivering, and he left my. He got me a bottle of moonshine and this uh, salty car caramel Tennessee Shine Company whiskey. He put it in a white cloth box. He delivered it wearing a flat brim hat, a Dave Matthews shirt, and a mask. So, like I said, I have great friends. I'm very fortunate, Brandon. I appreciate the drink. It's quite good. I'm sipping on the whiskey as we speak. Um, but, yeah, you know, Christmas is kind of that time of the year. It's supposed to bring us all together. Um, as we celebrate, exchange gifts, go to church, spend time with your families. Um, 
you know, unfortunately, I guess for some people, no white Christmas in Wisconsin this year. I think it was actually like 50-something degrees. Looks like it's dropped, according to my watch. It's down to 28 out there now. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a, you know, a sunny day, nice day to be outside. Um, a lot of the reason it hasn't snowed is because I bought a snowblower this year, so it won't snow. And I, I'm totally okay with that. But, you know, I was thinking the other day when I was putting this together leading into the Christmas, you know, obviously the week of Christmas is always a very unproductive one of work. It's usually a short week, you know, some people take off early, yada, yada, whatever. Um, when you look back on it, um, don't you kind of wish you could bottle that feeling you had on Christmas morning as a kid? Like, seriously. Like, I think about it, and I remember some Christmas Eve nights hardly being able to sleep because I was so excited for what the morning would bring, you know, and maybe that was just my anxiety at a young age. Maybe I was just an idiot kid. Um, you know, and you think about all those times we made our parents get up before the sunrise because we couldn't stay in bed any longer. Um, I thought about that this morning when it was about nine o'clock and, uh, my wife was, Kai is the early riser around here. I think she's part Amish. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, I'm the one that would stay, you know, me and the kid would sleep all day. I, and I only get to sleep on the weekends. I get up early. Well, I don't get up as early as I should for work. But, hey, what, what you can, what you do is what you do. So uh, I got up, showered. Um, we had planned very well for breakfast, so I was going to run to, uh, we thought a certain a local grocery store was open, which nothing should be open on Christmas, but I'm still that schmuck that went out. Uh, it wasn't uh, here, and I don't know if I've talked about it before. If you're from Wisconsin or the Midwest, you know, we have these quick trip gas stations, which are like amazing. You can, like, you could live at a quick trip, they have everything. So I got some donuts there, um, got enough for today and tomorrow. Um, I actually got like this French toast fritter thing. It was kind of like an apple fritter, but it was like French toast. It was freaking amazing. So if you ever see one of those and you're thinking, hmm, I wonder if that's pretty good, it, it was delish. So yeah, I got that, came back, um, showered. We finally decided to uh, get the kid out of bed because she probably would have slept till noon. I'm guessing it's 10.30, pushing 11 maybe now. Do presents. Um, you know, and it was awesome, you know, and I, I laugh because I think, man, we used to get my parents out of bed so early. And when uh, my daughter was younger, you know, she did a lot of that. Uh, most times she was always with me on Christmas morning. Uh, there were a handful of times where she came midday. Um, you know, I guess part of different families and uh, different traditions is like her mother's family tend to do more stuff on Christmas Eve night my family it was kind of a Christmas morning thing so that always kind of worked out to where you know she I had her on Christmas mornings but you know when you think about it we we hold on to our favorite memories and the joy we had um those mornings and you know and some of us carry our traditions with us uh during the holidays you know and not not every family has traditions um you know I don't think there were a lot in my family growing up uh, you know my wife's family tended to have more um you know here at our house i think really one of the only tradition uh we'd kind of do is the 
We do the annual picture of me lifting the kid up to put the angel on top of the tree. We it, it was kind of you know we always did it when she was younger, and then it just kind of became a joke as she got older. Uh, this year was a bit chaotic. Um, the angel um, we've dubbed Michelle Obama, which if you saw her would be for obvious reasons, wasn't too cooperative and seemed like she was going to fall off the tree. And in the time, I was holding my daughter, and it just yeah. But um, yeah, so it was a it was a great day, you know. But you think about all those times as a kid um, and all the cool presents you got. Like, um, gosh, uh, I remember one year getting like the Millennium Falcon, like Star Wars thing. Uh, the little Yoda playset, like, was it Dagobah or whatever? Uh, tons of, um, whatchamacallit, like, Matchbox stuff, Knight Rider, uh, G.I. Joe action figures and playsets. A lot of wrestling stuff as a kid. I was obsessed with wrestling even then. So, you know, wrestling action figures, rings, accessories. You know, your, your bikes, your game systems. I always felt like my brother got the game systems. Uh, I know the one year, when the first year, like, PlayStation came out, I think that was something I had gotten. Um, you know, movies. Uh, I, I was very blessed growing up, if not spoiled. Um, Christmas at my parents' house is, it, it's an amazing experience. Um, my parents go all in for Christmas. I remember when Chloe was young, uh, we actually, you know, per I worked retail management for years, so a lot of times I didn't get to go home for Christmas, and, you know, a lot of times with the weather here, it's hard to travel, um, but she did get to go there for Christmas one time, and I swear, that child was so spoiled that Christmas, she fell asleep before she'd even opened all her presents, because there were so many. She needed a break, <laughs> but... Um, you know, I know not everyone is as fortunate, um, but it, it was, you know, I, I look back on that. And I have really fond memories of like, no matter what, like Christmas was always, it was always amazing, you know, and as a kid, you don't always know what's going on in your household as far as, you know, how much money there is or if there's any or whatever, but I can honestly say that Christmas was always like the most amazing day um, every year growing up you know I, I i don't ever look back and think of like i said I, I feel like i always got everything i wanted you know and um from cars to you know like the things i named it was it was always a really um, great experience and I've, I've always tried to keep that end up on you know with my kid when she was like you know once they become a teenager it's more like they don't really want anything just give them money or gift cards or random my daughter's into really random stuff and it's cool and uh i think she was very excited this year uh you know and i've said before that kai and i sometimes would just go do things more or less than buy gifts um she decided to all out spoil me this year after you know of course she said oh let's not do that much for each other but um regardless from my home to yours i'd like to wish everyone a merry christmas um you know Hope you get everything you wanted, including some Neil World Order merch, which some people got, as I saw in pictures. Uh, my cousin Lanny sent me a picture of him wearing one of the uh, Be Awesome shirts with B. Arthur. So, awesome. Thanks for the support. Glad you love it. 
Uh, but there's tumblers, stickers, glasses, any, anything on the merch site. And there's actually free shipping right now with promo code FJB99. But, um, you know, I was thinking about the whole... Um, not to go from, like, the happiest moments of childhood to the misery, I guess, of the present times. Um, Biden's whole thing about the dark winter and unvaccinated people dying and pretty much telling everyone they're going to die if they're not vaccinated, which is kind of crazy if you think about it because the vaccine doesn't really do anything. And the numbers, you know, they're not talking deaths when they're on TV. They're talking cases. Um, you know, you're seeing a lot of it covered in the sports league. I feel like every other converse, like players don't get injured anymore. They just, they have COVID. It's like, oh, he tore his knee out, but he, he's done for the year, but it's because of COVID. But I was thinking, imagine if Trump had, when it was in office and pretty much gone on television and told the pop, part of the population, hey, you're all going to die. Like people would go nuts. You know, they went nuts over things he didn't say or do. But this clown actually actually did it, you know, and Biden's a laughable candidate, like president, like he's a joke. There's no world conversation or argument where he's just not a joke. He has no credibility, he has no integrity, no brain. He can't put a complete sentence together. I mean, I'm sure you've all seen the clip by now uh, where they were at NORAD, you know, one of the safe bunkers, because, yeah, let's make sure by all means we protect that guy. That's what's holding the country together. Um, and they were doing calls to military families about Santa, what Christmas, whatever. And at the end of the call, you know, the, the guy on the phone told Biden, yeah, and let's go Brandon. And Biden's reply was like, I agree. Yeah, let's go Brandon. Like, like wow. You know, it's kind of like even, he, I guess maybe he's come to the realization that he sucks too. But, you know, it's ultimately COVID is the thing that the Democrats are going to cling until until they can't. It's it's literally the hill they're going to die on, no pun intended. Um, you know, and without it and the fear and control it gives them, they're, they're ultimately a party of nothing. No ideas, no insight. They bring nothing to the table, you know, pretty much except you're all going to die and anyone who's not going to die is oppressed. Um, you know... And the, the whole virus, COVID thing has been blown out of proportion since day one. It's like that big snowball that just goes down the hill, just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, you know, and I think, you know, the, the biggest, one of the obvious biggest difference that's not talked about uh, that, that we didn't have with past pandemics, maybe, is because this is a synthetic lab-created virus made to do what it's pretty much done. You know, and if you're not on board with the man-made virus idea of this, there's probably, at this point, there's probably no hope for you. Like, you're just never going to see the forest for the trees. You know, and I've always said this from the beginning, we'll be fine, health-wise. Um, I guess, I guess that's different, because mental health is a part of, but mentally, I don't know. I mean, people do die. You know, that's always happened. Um, it will continue to happen. From, for various causes and reasons, and it, it, it's eventual, you know, but as you look now, you notice through the news, the government really only talks about positive cases, because this Omicron or whatever, it, it's a weaker strand, you know, every new strain of a virus is a weaker strand, and that's just how it's 
been all through history. This is no different. They can throw out whatever numbers they want, and there won't be any integrity to them. Um, there never was, as far as deaths, cases. You know, they never told you how many people recovered. If you ever in all of this, if you ever got that, now, you know, they make sure to push the vaccine and put these Pfizer commercials out. Which honestly, if you, I was watching a Pfizer Pfizer commercial was on today, and we were watching the Packer game, and I was like, dude, this reminds me of the stuff you used to see that they like the old World War Two Nazi propaganda, and it's just like. You know, like I said, the psyop of people doing things. Yeah, it's like, oh, people sitting together. They're in a park. They're doing, you know. But ultimately, all there, all it is is some, a visual put together to give you a positive feeling about a company that wants to sell you drugs. That That's literally all. Like, when you break the commercial down, that that's all it was about. It was to make you think good about this company that's been fined more than any company in history for violations, um you know, sued, held liable when they could be, but hey, we're good, we're positive, you know, because of us as family sitting together in a park, eating, a, having a pic, it, it's, it's ridiculous, it's insulting, um, you know, so if you're still watching the news or you even get a clip of it in between TV shows or games, prepare yourself for more of the hospitals overwhelmed bullshit. Uh, that the system can only take so much, that we all need to get the vax. Um, lots more commercials and celebrities pandering to Big Pharma. And lots of things more fake than the White House setup Biden uses for his press conference. You know, and not, like, why is this guy constantly using a fake set? Like, why isn't he at the actual White House? Like, no one thinks to ask him that question. You know, my guess is they don't let him near D.C. because, you know, he's probably not actually in charge. But, you know, it's maybe it's just because he's so unfit he can't be too far from his caregivers, whomever they are. Um, you know, and like I said, I don't understand why a bigger deal isn't made of this. I mean, if you think about it, Trump was constantly crucified for things he didn't say or do, like I said earlier. But there's nothing on Biden and the things he actually says and does. And if there are, they get banned, they flag it as, you know, fact checkers, which are just opinion checkers per the testifying of Facebook executives a couple weeks ago in federal court. Um, like, even in his speech today, Biden said he's going to mail every American a COVID test. The government sending something to every citizen, yeah, this will go over well. And if you trust whatever it is they're sending, well, that's why we're still deep in this nonsense. Like, I'm tempted, if I get one of those, take a shit on it and send it back. Um, I don't know if you've seen the videos where people get those uh, kits they're selling at Walgreens or Walmart or wherever. They're like 25 bucks a pop, which is stupid. It's just making people rich. People have poured orange juice on it, Red Bull, um, countless other things, and they'll show a positive result for COVID. This is fact. You can look up the videos. You don't, you don't want to take my word for it. Go see it on your own. Um... But ultimately, I think COVID comes down. If we quit giving it attention, it fades away. But will that ever happen outside of red states? You know, probably not. Um, you know, it's a delusional world. I mean, if you think about it, the White House even released a memo where Biden said that Americans are better now than they were under Trump. You know, 
which is further proof that DC still thinks Americans are stupid, that we can't think for ourselves, you know. Nothing is better today than it was under Trump, except your stock if you own it in Big Pharma. Gas is up almost $2. All food prices are up 20 to 50%. That's if it's on the shelf. Uh, obviously, massive shortages everywhere. Complete s supply chain in this shitter. Like, little to no job growth. People don't want to work. Uh, no, no one is better. Like I said, unless you had tons of stock in Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, or whoever else is making poison to inject into people's bodies, you're not better off. And I feel like we're talking about it every week, you know, all these psyops and, you know, they tell you something, they paint this scenario, distort facts, they pry on emotion and uh, get their narrative out there. You know, nothing gets done. It's just, it's everything's just stories and made up data. You know, all the while the world crumbles around them. It's kind of um, ironic when you think about the uh, latest Matrix movie coming out the other day, Matrix Resurrections. I was going to watch it tonight, didn't get around to it. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow night since Packers already played this week and I don't really care about any of the other games. So, um, yeah, crazy. Uh, we saw Spider-Man No Way Home the other week, or was it Tuesday night? Sorry, the other week. I'm a little tired. It's late. Um, great movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. A lot of cool stuff um, with the multiverse. Stay for the whole credit thing. I'll tell you at the very... There's two credit things. There's one that comes real quick, and at the very end of all the credits, even after the lights go out in the theater, they show you the Doctor Strange trailer. So if you want to see that, you can also just see the trailer online. But, um, yeah... Spider-Man No Way Home, awesome. I believe Tom Holland's actually signed on to do like four more Spider-Man movies and I don't think that counts appearances uh, in some of the other Marvel crossover movies, which you know, might be a Venom movie or Doctor Strange or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's definitely worth checking out. So, I don't know if you guys saw Thursday... Minnesota police officer Kim Potter was convicted on manslaughter charges for the shooting death of Dante Wright. Uh, if you recall the video, I believe this was, I don't know, a few months after the whole Floyd shit, Porter was telling a combative Wright as he was struggling in his car that she was going to stun him with her taser because he was resisting arrest and fighting. Um, when she actually pulled her 9mm and shot him, killing him, um, Right, I believe initially was pulled over for speeding. I believe that I may be incorrect on that. Um, his vehicle smelled of weed. He didn't have a valid license, but upon giving his information to police and when they ran it, came across he had an outstanding warrant on a weapons charge. Um, he'd actually shot someone who is uh, severely physically disabled now. Um, but let's be real, none of that ultimately will matter because Dante Wright was black. And I'm not condoning shooting him, but he was resisting. He was being uncooperative. And at the end of the day, he was a criminal. Um, it wasn't like Potter just pulled some kid out of the National Honor Society and shot him. You know, which is what TV wants you to believe. It's what the news wants you to think, you know. They're just going around. I mean, back in the whole Ferguson thing, they tried to convince you Michael Brown was like some good kid. Like, the world is better because Michael Brown is dead. 
Like, that may be ugly, and that may be hard for some people to hear, but some people's existence are grotesque and serve the world no good, and it's better off without them. I mean, and I'm not, you know, Dante Wright was a criminal. You know, he put himself in that situation. He made choices, ultimately, that led to his own demise, and I believe we talked about this at length at the time this happened. It came up on an episode. But I was just like, you know, we never talk about, well, had you just done, you know, because certain communities, types of people think they're just allowed to do what they want because they feel oppressed and they don't have to listen to the law and they're not held responsible for their things because, you know, there's a victimology that comes with their race or socioeconomic class and they can just kind of do whatever. It's stupid, but that's, that's the truth. Um, you know, there's the part of me that scratches my head and wonders how she confused her weapon with the taser. Uh, I've personally never held a taser. I mean, I can't tell you that I've, I've held a 9mm uh, firearm. Um, you know, I can't ultimately describe the difference in the feelings because I've never touched one. Um, you know, but I also have the luxury of sitting here and being an armchair quarterback who's not in the heat of the moment at a time where law enforcement has constantly made the bad guy. And some people in society feel they have every right to resist you and are only being stopped to their race. So you're dealing with somebody combative from the moment it starts. Okay, and I'm not even trying to, it's a slippery slope here, but, you know, you had a combative male and a female law enforcement officer. So there's a dynamic there already. But, you know, like I said, in the, in the end, it's all about accountability. Um, I agree that there should be some accountability for Potter. Uh but I personally think any time in prison is a little harsh. Um, you know, and verdicts like this are rare. For But with the climate around being a police officer changing, you know, it's a field that you're ultimately going to start seeing job shortages. In. I tell people all the time, you're going to see less teachers, less cops in the future. And I'm telling you, that's going to make for a very bad place in some of these states. Because why would you want to do something? You know, ultimately, it's going to be unrewarding. They're thankless jobs to start. Um, you know, unless you're in a red state, you really have no support as a as a cop. Look at all these clown-ass defund the police states and cities that are all now going back to refunding their law enforcement departments and precincts, municipalities, or whatever. So, clearly, whatever ideas they had, you know, it was just flash in the pan, emotional, stupid shit appeal to the, um, you know, the panty-wearing millennials, because of, that's a big part of the problem. You have this generation of people that are just 30 and under that are a bunch of goddamn sissies. I mean, some of them just need to go out, get in a fight, get their ass beat, learn to drink like men, dress like men. Um, you know, not just the women that are out there dressing like men, but maybe some of the men need to dress like men. Um, but, you know, if you look at Law enforcement decline, early retirements. There's shit ton of retirements in New York, uh, Illinois. My guess would be California, Oregon, Washington State. You know, but then you had states like Florida and South Dakota that both offered incentives to um, officers who worked in those states that were 
defunding police departments, you know, to relocate there where they would get bonuses. I believe Florida was like a $5,000 bonus. Could have been more. Maybe it was 5000 South Dakota more. You know, Ron DeSantis is doing an amazing job in Florida. Florida's flourishing. They're very low in positive COVID cases. They're an anti-mandate state, anti-masking their kids state. Um, they're pretty much doing everything the right way, regardless of what the TV tells you. You know, unlike these places, like I said, that were San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, that were all defunding the police and had to reinstate all the additional funds, which is kind of odd because they lost a lot of law enforcement as well. And how do you even, you know, have credibility for people to come back to work for you? Because there's no integrity in the, administra the administration, the, you know, the mayors, the governor, like, it's terrible, you know, and I, the same thing's happening with the education system, you know, you may not know it, and if your kid's a good kid, you probably don't, you know, if you're smart, you're sending your kids to private school or keeping them home, uh, but, you know, ultimately, the inmates run the asylum in, in the schools, you know, it ultimately becomes about test scores and putting an ass in a seat and then indoctrinating them. It's not, we want to make smart, free thinkers and world beaters. It, 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 that, that's, that's gone. That ideology might have went out the window with Gen X, you know, and or slightly after. And it's like, okay, what is the world going to look like in 30 years, you know? You can ask yourself, what's it going to look like in three years, the rate it's going uh, the last year? And it's, God, it's terrible to be so glum on Christmas. Uh, that was never my intention, I assure you. Maybe it's the whiskey. Brandon, this is all your fault. Um, but seriously, you know, it's just like, ah. You know, I know people who are teachers, you know, they're, they're tired of it. Uh, a lot of teachers are leaving. They're retiring early. Um. And retirement's great for some people. Uh, my in-laws couldn't be happier. You know, I'm pleased for them. You know, I think about how, how awesome of a feeling it is, you know, to have worked your whole life and now be able to go enjoy it and do, not that, you know, you didn't enjoy your life, your whole life, but think about it. Nobody on their deathbed has ever, like, said, oh, I wish I had worked more, because you don't, you know. I tell people all the time, and this comes from years of management and busting my ass and working lots of hours and being in charge and you know, thankless jobs and saying, you know, don't ever, I tell people this, don't ever kill yourself for work. Work will never kill itself for you. And that's not an advocate. I'm not advocating staying home, not working, doing nothing. Hey, if you can afford to do it, more power to you. And I don't blame you. But like, you know, I was trying to explain to my daughter and she was trying to, you know, she's pretty sure she doesn't want to go to college and talking about the future, you know, and she's just looking at spitting out jobs online. Oh, what about this? What about that? You know, I'm like, you're not going to find your career just by typing in some keywords on the uh, old Google, you know. But one of the things I told her, it's like, well, you know, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life, which I know it's completely cliche. And I can't say that uh, outside of my job at the Golf Channel, I really ever did that. I loved working in sports television. You know, I'm one of those people that actually, I do believe, if you want something and you, you're willing to work for it, and you're willing to sacrifice for it, you'll get it. You know, it all comes, I always say, you got to want it. You know, and, and it doesn't mean you just want it. It means, like, if you want it, you'll do the work. Like, 
you know, forever. I always said I was going to work in sports television. And people laughed at me. They thought it was funny. They said it was never going to... I did it, you know. I worked in sports television. Unfortunately, probably uh, ego and arrogance and accomplishing what I wanted to do at such a young age, you know, I took some gambles and said, well, I'm going to go do this. I can make this happen again somewhere else. And that's a podcast for a whole other story or whatever. Um, but yeah, so, you know, thinking about the future, I mean, New Year starts, what, next Sunday is uh, January 1st, uh, 2022, which is freaking crazy. You know, I'm old, so maybe sometimes it doesn't seem like that, but other than the fact that I'm obviously really wise and I'm a lord. But, um, you know, I hope the future's great, you know. I hope everyone prospers, you know. I hope it doesn't snow. Hope the Packers win the Super Bowl. Hope Michigan wins the national title. You know, but shit in one hand, wish in the other, and uh, we'll get back together in a week, and we'll see which one fills up first. Um, but, yeah, that's... That's about all I got this week, everyone. Uh, like I said, I hope everyone had an amazing Christmas. You got to enjoy uh, time with your friends and family. Everyone safe travels if you're out on the road. You know, obviously you're listening to my podcast. When you travel, you're on the airplane, you're in the airport, and you're like, man, don't forget to tell the guy sitting next to you how great this podcast is and share it with him. And he probably wants to buy some cool t-shirts and stuff too. But um, that's all I got. Um, thanks for joining me on this Christmas night. Uh, once again, thank Brandon for the whiskey. Uh, and, you know, if you need any electrical needs in the uh, southeast Wisconsin area, Excite Electric, they're online. Um, but that's all I got. I hope everyone has a great day, and we'll see you next week.